This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Howdy, folks. Dr. History here with another story from the Old West. Before we get started, I just want to say hi to a couple of people. Ray, over in Ireland. Thank you, Ray. Uh, used to live in Colorado in a mining town, but now lives in Ireland, and he would like a story about Sasquatch. Well, I don't have one, but I did do a story on February 17th of 2015 about a character by the name of Bigfoot. So you might want to check that out, Ray, and see what you think. And also, I want to say thanks to Austin. Now, uh, a week or so ago, I did a story about Sir George Gore, who came over from Great Britain to uh, go on hunting trips with Jim Bridger. And the question was, he got $200,000 a year, uh, and what would that be today? And thanks to Austin, that would be over $7 million a year that he got from being a Sir George for whatever reason. But today, I want to talk about something uh, maybe a little different. I want to talk about quicksand. Now, I want you to picture this. There's a pair of uh, young men, Ross Tolliver and his buddy Jim Kilpatrick. They spent the night in a, a hotel in a tiny Saratoga, Texas town. Um, well, it was Saratoga, Texas. They were both juniors and colleagues. They were preparing to spend their Easter vacation exploring uh, the big thicket in East Texas. Well, early the next morning, they had packs on their backs. They hiked steadily into the dark uh, vastness of that huge area, kind of a mysterious region. An hour later, they were skirting the edges of a kind of a slough, kind of a marshy area. Well, brushing aside the the uh, moss and one thing or another that hung from the trees, all of a sudden, Tolliver, who was in the lead, gave out a strange choked cry, and he yelled out, quote, I'm in trouble. Don't come any closer. Well, the dry, sandy surface had crumbled beneath his boots, and he was already floundering in ankle-deep, uh, soft, treacherous kind of ooze. Well, frantically, he tried to lunge to one side toward firmer ground, and as he did, he sank to his knees in this uh, marshy quagmire. Well, he panicked. He said, I'm, qu- I'm caught in quicksand, and he yelled to his buddy. He said, help me. Now, instead of plunging in to help his friend, Kilpatrick just kind of coolly took the hatchet from his belt, ran into the forest, which was nearby. He chose a small sapling. He hacked through it raced back to the edge of the quicksand. 
He said, now drop your pack, he told Tolliver, because it's heavy and it's pulling you down. So as he spoke, he pushed this small tree toward the victim. Then he said, now fall backward on the branches. Tolliver obeyed, and even with his weight supported by the tree, it took them more than an hour to free his legs uh, from the quicksand. But finally, they were able to make it. The boys had their uh, uh, this harrowing tale to tell and almost a fatal experience uh, with one of nature's most dangerous uh, booby traps, if you want to call it that. Now, quicksand is a word with kind of a sinister connotation. It brings up vague recollections of fantastic tales from childhood of, you know, the power it has to suck its victims down to a terrible death. Uh, Through the centuries, you know, uh, this phenomena has furnished the ingredients for a lot of man's oldest nightmares, but no stretch of the imagination could there be more a horrible way to die. And because of this, you know, fiction writers have exploited its possibilities, uh, movies, TV, you know, they always show it uh, as being this terrible, terrible thing. And, and I suppose in some ways it could be. But quicksand was also a popular conversation piece around campfire, uh, campfires during pioneer days. And few people ever actually encountered it. But quicksand is still with us and, and it actually is a dangerous thing even today. So the question, how can you detect this killer? And it's not by sight alone. You see, sand that is to all appearances perfectly firm may suddenly collapse and trap anyone who puts his weight on it. Now, this is particularly true when the top sand has dried and crusted in the sun. Now, in such cases, somebody that's a fast walker can sometimes get safely across. But anyone following in his footsteps is almost certain to be mired down. Now, the only way you can be sure is by testing the sand before walking on it. So anyone who walks along the shore of a sandy lake, through swamp country, or along a river uh, where the sand might be quicksand should carry a pole or a long stick to kind of test the sand in front of you. Now, the one important thing to remember If you keep your head, you will float in quicksand, just like you would in water. You see, your body will only sink in until it displaces its own weight. Then it will float. Now, the problem then, of course, is to how to get back to solid ground. And there's a lot of stories of panic-stricken men who were unable to manage it. Still others have remained cool, allowed their bodies to sink straight down until they found solid footing while their heads were still free of the sand. But then they still weren't able to get out, and so they might starve to death or freeze to death. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Now, trapped in true quicksand, you will soon sink. And uh, if you stand still or struggle, um, you'll still, you're still going to sink a bit. So you got to act quick and without panic. You should promptly fall on your back, which obviously you can only fall backwards, right? Uh, and stretch out your arms. If somebody's with you at hand to help you out, well, things aren't quite so serious. Now, contrary to the popular notion, quicksand does not suck objects down. And even at its worst, it will support a a lot of weight, uh, more than water will, actually. Now, the mired person must be pulled out slowly and gently uh, because the sand maintains a tight grip and the victim might be injured by well-meaning people trying to pull this guy out. And before we're done, I'm going to tell you another story about that. Well, a different situation exists, however, if you stumble into quicksand when you're by yourself. Your only hope of survival lies in keeping your wits about you. Your first move after falling backward is to get rid of any burden you might be carrying, you know, like a backpack or anything like that. Now, if you are fortunate enough to be carrying a pole, you should try to work it underneath your back to kind of help you float. Then stretch your arms out at right angles to your body. Now, in this position, you should be able to float like you would in water. And most certainly, you can float on this sand. Now, at this point, you can yell for help. And if none is available, you begin to kind of get yourself out on your own. Now, it's not easy. And it requires a lot of patience. But you got to get your legs pulled free one at a time. And this can take a long time, a couple of hours. And once this has been managed, then you got to look around and see where the shortest route to solid ground is. Then begin rolling slowly toward it and out of the danger area. Now, animals, you know, they get caught in quicksand. Uh, they react in different ways. And a lot of them aren't able to get free themselves without help. Now, they say a dog can usually succeed, I guess, because it just... Uh, takes off running, so to speak. And by matey, making uh, kind of frantic jackrabbit jumps, a horse a lot of times can force its way to safety. And its rat rider kind of has to guide it out in the shortest direction. However, otherwise, it will quickly get tired out itself and uh, begin sinking. So now they say a mule's native intelligence comes to its rescue in quicksand. Uh, it merely drops on its belly with its feet tucked under its body, and in this position, it won't sink. And if relieved of its burden, will get out by itself. <clears throat> now, cattle may seem to be the calmest of animals, but they a lot of times panic in quicksand, and there's only one way to save such an animal in this predicament, and that's to tie a rope around its horns or, or its neck and pull it out very slowly uh, with a dependable team of horses. Now, an animal that is already sunk to its neck is beyond saving and should be mercifully put to death to spare it kind of an agonizing ordeal. Now, there's a guy by the name of Gerald H. Mathis of the U.S. Geological Survey who is probably the leading quicksand expert in this country. And here's what he says. Anyone who ever steps off the pavement should know about quicksand. He was fond of saying that to Boy Scout troops, hiking clubs, farm groups, and anybody who ventured out into the wilds. Well, 
His uh, advice came from years of experience. The nature of his work was such that he spent much time exploring out in the wild, primitive, primitive areas, and on several occasions he actually sank into quicksand pits himself. And each time he managed to escape, although he had several close calls, once in Colorado, he walked into a quicksand bog in the morning, and when he finally managed to get out, the sun was just going down. It had taken him eight hours to travel the 10 feet to safety. Now, few people realize how common quicksand is. It's likely to be found in every state in the country, and not all of it is on the surface. For instance, years ago, they found that uh, they were uh, building a building in New York City, and they found that there was actually quicksand underneath the foundation and that had to be excavated, and they had to go down 60 feet, and through a process, they used uh, uh, some chemicals and one thing or another, and lots and lots of concrete and steel, and they were able to still build on top of that. Now, when working in a quicksand area, contractors can never be certain what they're going to turn up. In Providence, Rhode Island, some workmen left a pump running over a weekend to remove quicksand from a sewer excavation. When the men returned on Monday, a nearby forest had sunk several feet. Now, until World War II, very few real facts were known about this phenomena of quicksand. During the previous century, uh, numerous theories had been advanced uh, about its cause, but no serious study was made of the problem until troops and equipment began to bog down in parts of Germany where the soil was unstable and quicksand was pretty much prevalent. And some of America's best scientists were trying to determine why some sands act the way they do. Now, if you are ever unfortunate enough to step into quicksand, perhaps you'll be lucky and find it to be shallow. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, in this event, you'll only sink until your feet touch solid ground. Then you can just kind of wade out, so to speak. But some quicksand areas have a lot of depth. And, in fact, this was illustrated on the night of May 21st, 1878, a flash flood ripped loose a wooden trestle on the Kansas Pacific line at a place called Kiowa Creek, just east of Denver. And a freight train plunged into the, into the river. Now, when the water had run out of the normally dry creek bed, a giant railroad crane pulled the cars out one by one. The locomotive, however, had disappeared and workmen probed the sands of Kiowa Creek to a depth of 50 feet but never found a trace of it. It had simply disappeared, all 200 tons of it sunk in quicksand. Now, I'm going to tell you a story that I got from a book called Log of a Cowboy. Uh, they were uh, trailing cows uh, up into Montana. They came to a river, and it had some quicksand in it. But they got all of the cattle across, except maybe a dozen cows didn't make it. So the trail boss had... Uh, Four men go out to the quicksand. As long as they kept moving, they were okay. So when they got out to the cow, they would dig down real quick by one of its legs, pull the leg up to the body, and tie it there. Then they'd do it with another leg, and the other one, and the other one. They would even tie the tail up out of the sand. So now you've got this cow with his legs tucked under, kind of like the mules did. They would then uh, tie a rope around its neck, and just a couple of cowboys would just... Pull it out like a bobsled, just pull it right out onto dry ground. 
Now, there was an occasion where there was uh, two cowboys trying to pull a cow out. Wouldn't come, wouldn't come. So they got three cowboys, then four cowboys. This cow would not come out, even though they had supposedly tied the legs and the tail up. So finally, the trail boss told the guy with the chuck wagon, he said, pull around there, tie another rope around that cow, and with four cowboys, the chuck wagon being pulled by its mules, and they finally got a run at it, and they jerked that cow out of the quicksand. Unfortunately, when they got that cow up on dry ground, it only had three legs. You see, one of the legs had come loose from being tied and had dropped down into the quicksand, and that leg got pulled off that poor cow. The uh, chuck wagon cook immediately pulled out his rifle and put the beast out of its misery, and that night they had steaks for dinner. So, folks, that's kind of a story about quicksand, and I'm taking this from an old Frontier Times magazine dated in 1969. So this information not be, may not be totally 100% up to date, but that's what it was back in 1969, and I think it's still pretty reliable. So, folks, I hope you like that story, and I will see you next week. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.